loves tapping shoulders like are you okay are you don't worry you'll be fine and if you're operating at a higher standard you attract people to yourself are they actually there for business contacts and networking and how to help each other or are they just there for jolly social media often gives you just one side of the story and not a full picture yes. but sometimes i do this yes. I, just, yes. you know, I don't know where exactly. i got that from but i just yeah. Here in the UAE. I'm your host, Orchids Roy, and. Hi, Orchids, I'm Emma Brain, and today we're decoding the do's and don'ts of business etiquette across the UAE. Um, so let's dive into this, and of course, we've got our beautiful guest, the Lady Maiwa. <laughs> lady Maiwa, <laughs> thank joined you. us today. Yes. Thank you for having Stunning me. Stunning, as always. Thank you so much uh, for coming in. Um, but uh, to start us off, um, Orchids, why is there an understanding um, business etiquette particularly? crucial in the UAE why is it why is it important yes so as you can tell UAE is such a cosmopolitan country particularly here in Dubai there's more than 150 nationalities living here so the professional landscape is very diverse so etiquette is not just about making a good first impression it's also about um, being respectful not just to your work colleagues, to anyone that you are dealing with, um, dealing business with. And um, yeah, so I've mentioned re- uh, being respectful and to be considerate to everyone. Again, everyone has their own um, culture of how they do business. So again, that's one thing that you have to be considerate of as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Maya, well, obviously, in you're an entrepreneur, you're a presenter, you deal with lots of different people. Mm-hmm every single day how do you find the different cultural aspects coming into the business world in the uae because we're such a different melting Mm -hmm. pot and sometimes it's difficult to navigate how different people do things depending where they come from i totally agree being in dubai just well for some people it's like walking on eggshells but i don't think it should be that ultimately even though we've got over 150 nationalities living here, doing business here, I think there's a global language Mm. of etiquette. There's just a global approach to doing business, regardless of where you come from. And I think those are the little spices I'd like to say that Mm -hmm. you you bring from where you come (laughs) from. from. But there's just a global language with being professional, being courteous, Mm -hmm. being respectful. There's a global way to do that, I think. When you're here, you're forced to learn it, even if you don't know it. Yeah. And so, uh, is, it, have, is there anything you've come across that's particularly stood out hmm. on that front? So I wouldn't. It, funny story, right? And a personal story, but perhaps not the best example. But I'll also just bring in the cultural diversity and being what's the word you've got to accommodate people yeah. and understand where they come from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and emma you might remember this because we worked together someplace right i was pregnant at the time like that heavy yeah. eventually where i come from in nigeria typically we don't touch pregnant women's tummies okay. typically yes. and yeah. you don't do oh yes. what what sex is the baby yes you don't really do that amongst friends maybe but generally it's like we know not to ask Except you're told. 
But here I was, the only pregnant person in the room, and then everybody goes, oh, baby, oh, when are you belly. having the baby? What sex is the baby? Now, I could have said, you don't do that, because yes. that's what I know from where I'm coming from. But I understood that, listen, they're not coming from where I'm coming from. They probably are very open and very okay mm. with it, maybe mm. in their own culture. And then you have to also have to understand that it's all love, right? Yeah. So I didn't even correct it. I was okay with it. I think I even shared the sex mm-hmm. of the baby. Yeah, I'm having a boy. Yeah, I'm going to have this baby XYZ kind. You want to rub? Go ahead. Have a yeah. fun day. <laughs> rub. And, and that's because I know they don't mean me any harm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though perhaps in Nigeria, I may have looked at someone and been like, you know not to do that, right? Maybe depending on the person but so there's on the one side a global language a global way to do things on the other side is also tolerance which i think is one big topic here mm. to tolerate people to understand to, to be able to understand what filter they're using yeah. and i think that brings harmony because one thing you cannot avoid is friction yeah we can't live a hundred percent together mm-hmm. and not have moments of friction well, how do we manage them? Yeah. And I think that's particularly difficult in the workplace as well. Yes. So I think in big organizations um, where I was a part of, because we're so big, especially for uh, customer-facing um, staff, you need to have some sort of uh, a standard. Yeah. Because, again, on a personal level, yes, you can tolerate, you can be you know, more welcoming. More accommodating. But once you're in a professional setting, how you handle customers back home can be different here as well. And given the diverse um, customers that you'll be facing on a daily basis, again, you know, I think in a um, corporate world, you need to have some sort of a standard um, to make it more applicable for everybody Absolutely. that you deal with. Absolutely. So, um, and that yeah, ma- that can make or break business. Yeah, true. Because, yeah. so let's flip it. In that office, I was a part of the team, right? Yeah. Imagine I am a customer who's walked in to mm-hmm. do business. And yeah. then, mm-hmm. you yes. excuse you. So this can make or break business. And I think more than anything, that's what people should understand. Mm-hmm. It can make or break a person's career because if you make a wrong move, yeah. the company's not happy, the client is pissed off, you're going to be the sacrificial lamb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they'll have to say, well, we're sorry, but you've got to go because. Or it could be business. You get one bad review that blows up. How do you begin to fix Mm -hmm. that? So I totally agree that there should be a standard. Yeah. And that standard starts from respecting people's space. Yeah. Right? Yes. Don't get all touchy. Yes. If there's no cue or invitation. Yeah. Verbal, and this can be tricky, nonverbal invitation. Yes. So I'm a hugger. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like connection. But I'm not just going to see you and they go, oh, God, come here. Yes. No. I've got to read the body language. I've got to understand the context of the setting. Yeah. And I'll easily do that with a female. I'm not going to see a male I've just met for the first time. It's a handshake. Yeah. Yes. With like you. earlier, I extended yeah. my hand because I'm, and I'm mindful like, about, yes, coming. Because <laughs> now oh, we already you know, shared a laugh or two <laughs> yes. before we started recording. Yes. I really looked at you. Oh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, come, come, you come, come here. <laughs> Give me a hug. Um, but as sad, you'll probably be yeah. <laughs> good to me. And then maybe the next time, yes. if we formed a, a relationship, there's a connection, uh-huh. then it could easily be a hug. 
because yeah. for some people as well, I mean, I do events, I MC, and there's sometimes you you've sh- you know taken many hands mm-hmm. and then you you got to the third or fourth in your hand and it's like, yeah, what do you do? Yeah, in that situation, I just understand that culturally, this particular person is not okay with shaking hands. Yeah, and I don't take any offense. Mm-hmm. I was in a meeting and then a lady who saw that happen said, oh, you know, she would have maybe taken offense. I'm like, there's no need to take offense. Mm-hmm. You just respect yeah, absolutely. that person and you keep it moving. And it's, it's like I was doing I was doing work a couple of weeks ago and everyone was like, I'm, I'm really, I, I don't, I'm not a handshaker. I don't like it. Mostly because I'm a bit of a germaphobe. And like I said before, I, I can't <laughs> stand the limp, wet handshake. Ah, <laughs> yes. oh, it just makes, mm, no, I yeah. just, I can't, I don't like handshakes. So I'm like, I'll go for a fist bump or something mm. instead. You know? <laughs> I just, but read yeah. the room. If someone is obviously a little bit uncomfortable with physical contact, then don't, just read the, read the room. I have a friend who loves tapping shoulders. Like, are you okay? I just don't worry, you'll be fine. And then he told me one time that because he works with a lot of Emirati women, and you know sometimes because it's it became a habit. Yes. Like, is everything okay? No, and then later no. that he realized, oh, no. like I shouldn't be doing no. that. But because it's yes, it's too late. But you know he was aware, but. It, because it became a habit. So that's why it's like, oh, I really need to, you know, control my hand. Put, because it, put it in check. Yeah. Yes. And, you yeah. know, with the handshakes, I was hoping I wouldn't have to say this. <laughs> <laughs> when you shake hands, especially with males, okay, no offense meant, sometimes in my head, especially if I've got to eat later, you know, you see a snack, you're at oh, an yeah. event, and you yeah. just, I'm like, I shook someone. I don't know where that hand <laughs> Yes. So maybe put in the. Thankfully, now there's a lot of hand sanitizer oh, everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Because you can speak for yourself, your sanitary, you know, routine and mm-hmm. all, but you really you don't can't know speak about for it. other people. So what do you do? Yeah, yeah that's another reason. And I you can't piss from everyone now, can I'm you? Not, I'm just like, I just go, I'm really sorry. I just, I'm not a handshaker. I just, you know, it's fine. It, uh, it's one of those things. The good thing here <laughs> is that. Um, well, not a lot of culture into shaking hands, right? So yeah. in a lot of part of Asia, we bow or, you know, yes. But sometimes I do we this. Yeah. I just, yeah. you yes. know, I don't know where exactly. I got that from, but I just do yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, for sure you got it from somewhere. Or maybe from a movie. <laughs> yeah. So, again, you um, reciprocate the other person. Yeah. So don't expect that everyone do handshake on the first meeting. Yeah. Um. When it comes to, to business meetings, this yeah. drives me crazy. Timekeeping and punctuality. Lots of people not so good at that here. I mean, I I, Maya, you were talking about, you know, respect. To me, um, if people don't respect time, they don't have discipline, they don't respect themselves, mm-hmm. they don't respect the people they're coming to see. It's, you know, when I used to be head of various places that I was doing mm-hmm. I, I'd organize meetings and these people would rock up 20 30 minutes late and I'd go well I'm sorry but our meeting mm-hmm. was 30 minutes ago now I'm busy so you'll have to reschedule and I do it deliberately because some people just need to be taught a lesson that time is valuable time mm-hmm. is money in many industries and you cannot waste time. absolutely yes you know I went to a business meeting so this company agency reached out to me on Instagram Hi, you know, 
what they were proposing sounded interesting. I said, okay, let's have a Zoom meeting mm -hmm. because I'm now super pro an initial virtual meet. Mm. You waste less of my time, uh, less risk, because what if I take a taxi, get my face done, mm -hmm. do all that, get to your office, and it's, it's a bloody waste of time. Yeah. Let's have a virtual mm -hmm. meet. Then we mm -hmm. sort of feel each other out. I understand where you're coming from. And then the next can be an actual physical meeting. But they insisted and said, we've got to do a presentation. We can only do this in, you know, in person. You've got to come to our office. Okay, I'll come to your office. And then I got there. Turns out they had reached out to tens of other people the same way and had just given blank, uh, sort of like a blank invitation. So I got to the office, walked in, are you here for so-and-so? Yes, please have a seat. And that was it. No one else beyond the receptionist spoke to me. No one else approached me to say, hi, we've been expecting you. Yes. Nothing else. I sat there for like five, ten minutes. Guess what? I took my bag and I walked out without having to tell anyone yeah. anything because I value my time. Yeah. Yes. I respect myself. I know what I'm worth. And if you don't respect me, I know to respect myself and walk out. So the moment I walked out, I just about to get to the elevator. Someone ran after me and said, oh, so sorry, X, Y, Z. He was sitting there the whole time. He was part of the team. I don't know, maybe he was having a break. I don't know. But he saw me, Yeah. but didn't approach me until I walked out. You walked yeah. out, yes. Then I walked back in, and I said, well, so sorry. Then he, you know, attended to me, and eventually, I was already pissed off. I already felt, listen, I don't want to do business with you. This has, if this is how you do business. And that yeah. was the end yeah. of that. Did I lose? Maybe. Maybe it would have been great business. Yeah. Did they lose? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. You definitely. So it's so important. And, you know, it's as an organization, they didn't know that they lost business with me. Mm -hmm. But that guy probably doesn't even re recollect that I met someone I don't know who she is. I don't know if she would have brought great business. But then again, the, the organization lost. And yeah. if I were mm -hmm. to call out their name someplace, that's already a bad impression made with someone else. Yeah, of course. Ultimately affects the bottom line of the company. So beyond individuals having that consciousness, and it, it takes personal discipline. At the end of the day, it boils down to personal discipline to say, I have to do better. But as organizations, as companies, we also have to facilitate training. Yes. Because it's um, the little things. It's tiny yes. little things. Basic. The yes. CEO is not going to be there all the all time. time. Yeah. The CEO is not going to be there all the time. Like top executives who typically ha have training in all of these things mm -hmm. won't be there all the time. So you've got to make sure that training trickles down to the cleaner even. Absolutely. To the receptionist. Yes. Yeah, but then again, a lot of organizations think that, you know, uh, conducting training is just an expense. They didn't know the value of it. It's actually an investment in the long term. Absolutely. 100. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. And this is what mm -hmm. a lot of organizations don't understand. If you, don't, if, you're, if you have a company culture of not doing things properly, mm -hmm. and as you said, Maya, it's, it's everyone within all the organization. Yeah. You're only as strong as your weakest link if people are not doing things properly and in a good way and there's no... 
company culture of understanding, mm. understanding one another, how to deal with clients, mm. how to do with, uh, you know, forward-facing people. It's, it's a disaster from top to bottom. It really is. And, and the people at the top are not always mm. right either. They like yes. to think they are, yeah. but they're not always right in the way that they do things. Have True. you noticed how companies typically, when they're expecting a VIP, then everybody is like, ooh, someone's coming. Yeah. yeah. Get everything set. Get, everyone's just in their best behavior. But that's not the way to go. Every client yeah. should be respected. Every it's client is a should be VIP. Yeah. Should be VIP. Be that's everyone. the, except your business is not here to stay and you don't want it to last and you're not trying to build a legacy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Every client is important. Every client should be respected because a client that brings you $500 today could bring you $5 million tomorrow. Yeah, 100%. Very possible. Yes. But if you lose them at this level, you're never going to get there. You're never going to last long. And so if there's any company out there, Dave, if you notice in your company that you have special treatment for special mm-hmm. people, which is not bad, right? Mm-hmm. If the crown press was coming here, I think it would be a bit you different, do. right? Yeah. Yeah. It would yeah. be a bit different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there should be that standard. Again, like standard, standard approach, standard procedure for how to handle people, Absolutely. how to treat people and respect mm-hmm. time. Since we're still in the conversation about uh, business etiquette, let's talk about networking. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you have observed, the traffic is getting bad. There's a lot of people from different parts of the world who are moving now in the UAE, particularly in Dubai, to do business. So how can one um, network in a multicultural environment? Have you guys attended any networking recently? And um, you go in there, there are more than 10 nationalities in that room. So how can one expect someone who's new in Dubai coming here and wants to set up her own business or just to network, uh, meet like-minded people? I think that you have to be mindful of and check out and do your research on the networking events you're going to go to. I've been to a couple and, you know, some of them are free, some of them charge and others charge quite a lot. Um, I always, I, and when I get approached for these things, I go, who is going? Seriously, is it actually worth my time? Are these going to be people that, um, will help me in the long run or is it just people going just to make friends basically are they actually there for business contacts and networking and how to help each other or are they just there for jollies um Mm. i found a lot of these networking events are are actually pretty much a waste of time to be honest well emma you would say that because listen (laughs) you put in the work and you've gotten to a position so it's interesting because i did a video on this on my instagram a while ago talking about networking and I was sharing a story of how when I just moved to Dubai I would practically want to be in any room that seemed decent and why was that I was new mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody yeah there was no one to say if I had met Emma at the time I would just say Emma can I tag along and be a, pure, be a plus one but you're new in town you really don't have as many choices um, especially if you don't already have a network if you've just moved to town, you already have a bunch of friends mm-hmm. or a bunch of business contacts, that's a good place to start. Yeah. But if you're starting from the very bottom, mm-hmm. from scratch, you don't, you can't be too picky, yeah. in my yes, opinion. Yeah. You can't be too picky because you don't know who's going to be in the room. Like, there's a popular saying that I have, well, popular with me because I said it. <laughs> if you don't go for the event, go for the people. Yeah. Because sometimes mm-hmm. the event, mm, Yeah. Mm, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. I need to know who's going to be there. 
because what's that what you need to know are these people in your industry are they different industries are these low-level people are they ceos are they the entrepreneurs who are they you need to there's no it's pointless going if it's just a bunch of just randoms that are not going to help you they need to be i mean look i, I always think that and I, and I know this comes a lot in podcasts and other people you always need to be networking with people above you because you're never going to learn from people that are the same, the level, same level or below mm -hmm. you. You've always got to be going, aiming higher. higher. Surround mm. yourself. Those are the people you need Surra to get in contact with. I agree. You know, I've never mm. thought about it that way, even though I think I do it in practice, right? If, um, if I'm going someplace, number one, to get me out of my house if it's late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck. To get me to put yeah. makeup on, yes. get dressed. I better be getting paid. Or it's going to be worth my time. Yeah. Mm. So first huddle. And then if I do do that, then I think I've told myself, okay, this is worth it. Let's yeah. go. You're likely to meet the people that you're looking for. People you want to have on as clients or people that need your service. Or just be in that room. Sometimes I go to some meetings, not because I'm trying to get anything, but just because let's just be in the room. Yes. You never can tell you could learn something you could maybe just just to know more people expand your network not necessarily because i want to get a client tonight mm. or i need a contract with this person so but i i think that if you're very new you really don't have any place to start i think any decent event you have to regardless, show up you have to show, show up, up because yes. then you start to know people even if it's Absolutely. loneliness is a thing for some people yeah well, I did experience that a bit, even though I, I actually, I, I mean, I, 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 I was sharing this before we started recording. I'd moved in. My husband was here. New, you know, new city, new wife, newly yes. married. Then I was pregnant. Oh, my God. And I didn't have friends. Well, except my husband's friends. Well, you get what I mean. They're not, they're not yeah, my, yeah. hey, babe, what yes. are you doing? No, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't at that level yet. I experienced that loneliness yeah. and just, I mean, we're living in this area that was just at the time I thought dead. Cause you'd look out, you wouldn't see a fly. Like yeah, nothing moving. It's like, where are you guys? Some drama happening in the street or so. So yes, it can be bloody to be in that space. But I'd say if you're just beginning, you don't really have much of a choice attend any decent event yeah. you just even if it's just to make friends you know what's great nowadays because there's a lot of networking groups that are available out there um, even facebook groups when i arrived here there's none of those maybe there was one but I, was this? well i arrived in 2007 and um i think i don't even have a facebook yet at that time <laughs> I think I opened Facebook when I moved here to Dubai because we have a different one back home that we use. So, yeah, I I can relate to what you've said. You know, we're so comfortable back home, and then when you come here, you know, you have to start all over again, make friendship, and um, it's quite a big adjustment. But now, I think for anyone who wants to move here to Dubai, you know, they're so lucky, fortunate, that, you know, you have all it's these groups, resources already. that you can go and join and um, yeah, meet people. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. And mm. we're part of the same journalists. Yeah, we're in the journalists, journalists groups. Do you still visit yeah. on, on Facebook? I don't go there I go, as much. I go on Facebook occasionally. I get notifications. Normally, it's just people ranting in my community groups, to yeah. be fair. 
<laughs> but fa- but again, yeah. Facebook's actually quite good for business networking yeah. with groups Absolutely. like that. And there's always jobs or yeah. guys, can you yeah. help? I need yeah. advice on yeah. this, da 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 uh, This kind of stuff. So it's it, they can be useful. Um, and I think um, social media and the digital platforms are very useful for making business contacts. Uh, particularly LinkedIn is fantastic. Myra, I know you're very active on Instagram. I live there. And yeah, <laughs> like I say, it's so important to yeah. have a good social media yeah. presence, but you have to be very careful when it comes to your business etiquette True. because mm-hmm. people will look at your social media and all employers do now. All yeah. employers look at people's social media handles. Absolutely. Yes. Instagram immediately and LinkedIn. Doing. Normally I go straight to LinkedIn and check, oh, what is she What's doing? Yes. Yeah. They yeah. even check Google reviews now. I heard of a lady who lost a job because all her Google reviews were negative. Wow. She had nothing good to say about any of the businesses that she reviewed. And it's like, why should we hire you if you have never given a good good review review ever? Yes. I'm like, that's deep. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, all my reviews are mostly good, so... (laughs) <laughs> I know that's a good thing. You're saying, you're saying. Never looked. I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know. I just never looked at it. Yeah, because it gives it gives a great insight into who you are. Yeah. yeah. And I, for one, as much as I live on Instagram, I'm very careful what I share. Mm-hmm. I'm very careful what I talk about because my views today might actually not be my views tomorrow. Yes. And you know what they say about the internet never forgets. Yes. So I'm very careful when there's a sensitive topic. Yeah. Very careful what I'm talking about, what I share, because first you want to get the full context. Yeah. Social media often gives you just one side of the story and not a full picture. Mm -hmm. And then you've gone on, you've gone on made a whole live on half truths or, one perspective that is not the full picture. Yeah. And this might come back and just... And you, uh, and it's a good point. And it's, um, you have to be careful as well if you're representing an organization or a company. Yeah. There was one guy who... Uh, I can't remember what the conversation was. It was years ago. But he took it upon himself to attack me on social media. And I obviously clicked on his fo- profile. And then I wo- wrote... Do you think your organization would be really happy if I sent them screenshots of your behavior right now? Because it, and he was, he worked for a very high profile Mm, company. And I said, I don't think they'd be happy. I said, you've got an open profile. I can see what your position is, who you work for, the company address. It's got all your company details there. How would they like it if they knew one of their employees was behaving this way? Mm. You have to be really careful. Absolutely. So a lot of companies, um, nowadays, they actually check your social media before hiring you. Mm-hmm. So we've spoken about this during our episode on social media to, you know, create a positive portfolio for yourself. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, if you start already building a positive image about yourself, it might help you in the future of landing that dream job, for example. So um, yeah, again, you have to be mindful because companies now do check not just your LinkedIn, but your you know your instagram and um you've said earlier they're forever once you (laughs) upload it the internet remembers and and another thing even beyond like career people it's also business yeah Uh, we talked about networking up so do you know that the people you want to network with 
are also going to check you out. Yeah, and it's yeah like, absolutely. Are yes. you really the kind of person that I want to surround myself with? So you've got to, I feel like as a rule of thumb, you've got to already position yourself mentally and even with your social where you want to yeah. be. Because if you meet a COO, a CEO, mm -hmm. and you want to do business with them, perhaps you're just a general manager, and now you want to level up to yeah. to that kind of person. They're good. When they check you out, what will they find? Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you speaking their language? Mm -hmm. Are they able to say, I know that person, and can they call you and say, be my plus one for an event? So you also have to make sure that how you speak, how you dress, who you're associated with, my goodness, be careful who you take a picture with. Yeah. Yes. Be very careful who you take, take a picture, picture with. I tell people, I say, there's some people I will never take a picture with. And if that picture ever gets taken by any means, you're not going to find it on my page. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a picture of myself, and this is not even association-wise. Like This was just a picture, church page, and because I, I sing in church. And my mouth was funny. I had to reach out and say, could you please remove, remove <laughs> that picture? Because yeah. I, it's already online. I don't want someone to find it one day and then my mouth is looking funny. And I guess because I have a news background, I'm always thinking in the headlines. I'm thinking, what if a story comes about, about me one day and this is a picture yeah. used? Am I going to like it? Yeah. No. So please take down the picture. But people have to be very careful who they're seen with, who they yes. take a photograph with. Yeah. Because by association, people say, oh, if this person is like this, then you've got to be like birds of the same feather. Yeah. So be very careful what you're posting on online. Another interesting one is I was talking to a lady. Now, she's a top shot in Abu Dhabi. She helps the government to bring like celebrities and all that. And we were talking and she said, you only have black people on your page. That was new. She said, you live in the UAE. It's got 200 nationalities. You want to operate at a certain show level. Diversity. You've yes. got to show that you have people outside of your community. Yeah. And that was like, I never heard that one before. So see what she's seen. Yes. I'm just there thinking, oh, you know, I'm a lovely black girl, you know, doing the community thing. And someone, at, she's also black. She's also like Nigerian heritage as yeah. well. But if you see her page, then you see the difference. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Is she saying don't represent your community? No. Is she saying be non-African? No. Of course not. She says, she's let from, everything mm. about you show what you're about. And I thought that was a good one. Yeah, she's basically promoting inclusivity yeah. for you to embrace other cultures. So now when I want to post a, a picture, it's like, listen, yes. I'm going to put Emma's picture. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to put Orchid as the next one. If you're African, sorry, you're on the third slide. <laughs> you're not my priority. I'm no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you get what yes. I mean. It's yes, yes, now be yeah, deliberate, yeah, be intentional in showing what you're about. But yeah. it's, it's, it's really interesting you say that because it's obviously, you know, depending where you come from, you naturally hang out with... You're, you're kind, you're, yeah. Yes. People that you, that you grew up with, that you hang out with, but you, you, they're right, she's right. You, we can't live in such a multicultural, diverse place, and I'm sure all of us have got friends from multiple nationalities Absolutely. or whatever. Absolutely. And you, you should just show that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, since we're on this topic, let's talk about that. So, in a work environment where you have, I think, minimum 
10 nationalities yeah. in that office. Have you had any challenges or um, issues that you face being in a multicultural um, setup? Or mm. you find it actually more, you know... Um, I think it's better when... Positive. Yeah, I, I mean, so I've only worked in an office setting in Dubai just one time. Mm -hmm. And it was like a freelance gig with Emma. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, then I was a pregnant lady. So I think I had a good experience. They gave me food. Yeah. I was really a happy pregnant <laughs> woman. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was a good experience. I was only in there for maybe three hours a day. So I don't think I had enough time to rub anyone the wrong way or for anyone mm -hmm. to rub me the wrong way. But generally in doing business, I think that one thing people have got to take note of is communication. Yeah. So English is like big language here or mm -hmm. communicating, um, aside Arabic, which I don't know how to speak. But you find that not everyone can speak English the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you've got to be, again, accommodating of how other people speak mm -hmm. because you, and I hate it when I have to say, can you say that again? Can you say mm -hmm. that again? I, yeah. Even though I actually cannot hear what you're saying, I've also got to be accommodated and not make people feel less than. Yes. Because yes. they don't speak English a Absolutely. certain way. Yes. So that's one big thing I, I'd like to point out because I've, I've seen a few people um, take a jab at others because mm. of how they speak. And that's meaning you have to understand when you're communicating um, not face-to-face, -face, on the phone or digitally, things get misconstrued Absolutely. if the language, Absolutely. first language is different Absolutely. to your own. So you just have to be a bit mindful of that. And it's, <laughs> you know, how particularly when people write email, on emails they can be very abrupt mm -hmm. and forthright and to the point. And it's like, that's when miscommunications happen. I, if it's a complicated subject, I'd always rather sit down and speak with to someone face to face just to make sure nothing is miscommunicated True. and the points are actually then then put down because yeah. written text can be very, very misconstrued Absolutely. a lot of the time. Talking about communication, what I really appreciate after living here for 16 years now um, is that you learned, you know, mannerism, the accents, and the way they communicate. At first, I was struggling in some culture where they come across very abrupt and very direct to the point. In our culture, we don't do that. But now, I actually appreciate, like, yeah, why Let's don't you just the be point. there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, no filter or whatever. I appreciate that. Uh, there's a lot of things um, that I learned from other culture, which... Well, again, I'm happy that I get to experience that because back home I will only be working with one you know, exactly. nationa nationality. But here I was given an opportunity to deal with other, um, you know, different culture. And I love that. I love that. And, um, you know, when you go and travel somewhere else and you get to talk to people like, oh, yeah. yes, I used to work with someone from, yeah. let's say, for example, Brazilian. And then, you know, you give them some sort of their own mannerism, their accent, and they appreciate that because True. you know something about them. And so it helps you form a bond as well. Yes, form well, a bond, absolutely. So um, let's talk about email. So what there's an email situation that I think would be a great example. I was organizing an event, right? It's called Road to Success Seminar. And then I had one of my team members reach out to a certain speaker who was supposed to speak at the event. Yeah. 
and they had, you know, they already established contact, everything was good. And then a few days to the event, there was an email exchange. The next thing I hear is the speaker is dropping off. It's like, he's not speaking anymore and X, Y, Z. I'm like, what is going on? Um, and then I, you know, spoke to my team member, you know, let's do it this way. Let's say this, let's say that. Eventually, when I went back to the email exchange, as much as yes, not our fault mm -hmm. that the speaker wanted to drop off, I think just miscommunication uh, or maybe, you know, I don't know. Point is, I think that with emails, it can be so easy to miscommunicate with email. It can be so easy to lose connection. Mm -hmm. I think that's even what I want to say. It can be so easy to lose connection with emails. So with emails, I would suggest that we're more expressive um, rather than be so abrupt okay. with emails. I mean, get to the point. Don't beat about the bush. Yeah. But it's all, I feel like in, my, in what I've seen, it's good to be a bit more expressive, explain things, give like the breakdown, mm -hmm. and sort of lead them into the point rather than just say, that's it. So, yeah. Because I think that maybe with the email exchange, it was a bit abrupt. And because now there's no communication verbally, we're not looking eye to eye, we, we're not able to say, oh, that's not what I mean. Or oh, can you share it? Because it's just, he's over there with the phone, we're over here with maybe the laptop, and just text going across. So in my experience, I think with emails, we've got to be extra careful, especially when it's a tricky situation. Mm -hmm. Be more expressive. And as Emma said, just request for a face-to-face. -face. It's always better. Yes. And I want to add on to that because, again, in a multicultural um, setup here in the UAE, it's still very important to be formal when it comes to your email. Sure. And formal doesn't mean that, you know, you have to use those um, really difficult words um, just to show that you're smart. Again, you have to, you know, use easy-to-understand English. Yeah. Because again, not everyone speaks English as their first language. That would be my um, rule of thumb to make your um, email um, easy to understand and avoid, you know, like jargons. I think a lot of people already know. And lastly, the emojis. I think in a professional <laughs> setting, Ditch as much them. as I think we got used to Instagram and WhatsApp, where every every sentence we put emojis, but I rocket, yeah, high <laughs> five. So I think yeah, in a professional email, try to avoid that. And oh, my favorite part actually when I'm sending emails is to add color to my email, which means that um, I put some words um, from back home. So let's say, for example, towards the end of my email, I say, maraming salamat, open, close, thank you very much. Mm. Just to add, add on. Add some personality. Personality. And maybe during um, Eid, you can say something at the beginning, Eid true, Mubarak. True, true, Yes, true. if you're emailing someone who celebrates Eid. Yeah. I totally mm. agree. And yes. with the color, you know, all my emails come out in blue text, so I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> So, Lady May, where can our view, our listeners find you? Can you please share with us? Thank you very much. You can find me on Instagram, across socials, TikTok, not so much, but it's at the Lady Mayawa on any platform. So, find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn as well. On LinkedIn, I think you find me as Mayawa Adegoke, which is like okay. my government name, as we say back so, home. <laughs> But yes, I'm very active on most of the socials, especially Instagram and okay. LinkedIn. So feel free to reach out to me. Yes. And I think that I'm this was now. 
<laughs> live. Thank you. And and I think this was really, really just a fun chat with you ladies, speaking about business etiquette and what people can learn. Mm-hmm. More than anything, people need to keep learning. Your company can or may not sponsor your training. Your company may set a standard or not. However, you must understand that you are your representative first, more than anyone else. Before you represent the company, before you represent your nation, before you represent your faith, you represent yourself. yourself. And so you should be more concerned about holding yourself to a higher standard than you're already operating at. So please, if you're listening, if you're watching, learn. Learn how to interact with people. It's connected to your livelihood because you need someone for a better business, for a better job, for relationships, to stay in the relationship. You need people. You need to understand how to work with people, how to respect people. And if you're operating at a higher standard, mm-hmm. you attract people to yourself. People are like, yes. oh, I like that person. Yes. I like that she sticks to time. I like that she's very respectful. I like that she knows how to communicate with people of multiple cultures. And I think it's yes. a thing now. Yeah. It helps you get jobs. It, it's a big consideration when you want to be given a global position. True. It's how can this person relate with other people from other nationalities, mm-hmm. other faiths other culture so it's to your personal advantage when you learn everything about business etiquette and how can you do that you know you listen to a podcast like this yes you reach out to orchids or to emma <laughs> or to myself to say you know what i like that mm-hmm. can i learn more chat gpt is there yeah youtube is there google is there a lot of tools for you you for know for Coursera, like resources a thousand and one platforms mm-hmm. so you actually don't have any excuse no one has any excuse. So learn because it will help you. And uh, all the best. Yes. Invest in yourself, people. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Manners Unfiltered with Orchids Roy and myself, Emma, and our wonderful guest, the Lady Maya. Don't forget, you can reach out to us on email, mannersunfiltered at gmail.com. Comment on our socials. Give us a follow, a share, and a like. We'd appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Bye. Feel that we can let all the fucking world of etiquette and manners, manners on